This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's Chrysomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Well, here we go again. Welcome back to another audio adventure on the Chris Van Fleet Show. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. And before we get any further, guys, guys, we did it. Yes, a thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts. Ah, oh, you guys are so awesome. As you know, the goal was a thousand reviews before the end of 2020. We then moved that goal up to a thousand reviews before the podcast turned one on June 24th. And guys, thank you. Thank you so much. We ended up hitting a thousand reviews before the end of June. So I can't thank you enough. I'm so grateful to be able to do this. And I'm so grateful that we're on this adventure together. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of this because. Oh my gosh, I'm just so grateful to be able to have these conversations, but just I'm grateful that we're able to do this together. And I, I know I said that I would read one review on the show until we hit a thousand reviews, but now that we've hit a thousand reviews, it only makes sense to keep this going because you're as big a part of the show as the guests are. And there is no show without you. So let's keep this thing going. Like this one from Greg Gosline. Thank you for this review, Greg. He says, a must listen for wrestling fans. This show is a must-listen for any wrestling fan. Chris, hands down, has the best interviews in the business, asking all the questions fans want to know and more. AEW, WWE, and everything else. Chris talks to them all. Go listen now. Well, thank you, Greg. And, And thank you to you, not just Greg. Thank you to you right now who has the earbuds in their ear right now, or who has this on in your car, whatever you're doing with everything going on in the world right now. And over the last two months, since quarantine started, I'm just happy we've been able to do this. Um, we've, we've pivoted, you know, you know, I like to do the interviews in person and I'm happy to say we have an in-person interview next week, which is going to be awesome. Who's it with? Mm, I guess if you follow me on Instagram, you, you probably already know. I kind of put a hint out there. But we've done interviews in the last two and a half months with people, well, with stars or former stars from WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan. And I hope that you've enjoyed these conversations as much as I have. And we're hoping to do well as many as we can, really. And, th- and this one with Jordan Grace is no different. Jordan's been wrestling since she was 14 years old. Which always blows my mind when someone starts something, not just wrestling, just starts something so young and then ends up going on to be you know, one of the best at it. She's 24 now, 
and she is your current Impact Knockouts champion, ending Taya Valkyrie's record-breaking title reign, which, which you'll see during this interview. We actually had to look up how many days it was because Jordan plans on beating it. So we had to see exactly how many days it was. We talk about what got her into wrestling, the creepy DMs that she receives. Come on, guys. Come on. Really? What her fiance, Jonathan Gresham, thinks of those and why he is not okay with them. And speaking of Jonathan Gresham, there was a lot of talk about Jordan joining him in Ring of Honor when her contract was up, but she talks about why she re-signed with Impact Wrestling. She said there was some unfinished business there. She's also had some epic intergender matches. In fact, some of the most Googled, the most YouTubed intergender matches in the world involve Jordan Grace. One of them has almost 100 million views. But she talks about why she'd actually rather wrestle a woman than a man. It's interesting. It's a great one. So please give it up, my friends, for Jordan Grace. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this. You got it. Anytime. What is this shirt you have on, by the way? I had to rent my fiance, so I decided to wear one of his shirts. Very, very nice. That's a great shirt. I mean, for people that are just listening to this, they're going to be like, well, what is this? It's a an octopus shirt. Uh, that's That's just a badass shirt. Yeah, it's an octopus background, and he's putting someone in the octopus stretch, so... There it is. Jonathan Gresham, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> how's how's everything going in your world? I mean, it's fine. Like, I can't complain, to be honest. People have it a lot worse than I do right now. When was the last time that you wrestled? <sighs> the beginning of March. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this the so longest I think that you've gone without this is wrestling? The longest, this is the longest I've been without wrestling in, like, 10 years, probably. Since you debuted, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's it's kind of crazy, but honestly, I am enjoying the break. Um, I I was getting kind of burnt out there for a while, and this I think this break has just reignited like the fire under my ass. <laughs> it definitely cements the fact that you will be the knockouts champion for a while too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I will become the longest running knockouts champion solely because of this right now. <laughs> which which is exactly what happened with Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, the longest reigning tag champs. Because they can't defend the titles. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Wait, do you have the do you have the title within reach, or does it have a special place? Uh, you know, in your house, it does normally have a special place. But actually, I'm in the middle of packing my bags right now because I'm flying to Nashville tomorrow for tapings. Oh, nice! So it's literally right here in a special little bag. <laughs> oh, is is this like a a special bag they give you for the belt? No, it did not come with a belt, Taya. Taya gave me this bag to put it in because she said she got it without a belt. And this bag, apparently she got it from Sephora and it's really nice. And it has like a nice red. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty fancy. So she what? gave it to me and I think we're just going to pass it along to the next champion, the next champion, the next champion. So oh, like a, like a rite of passage. Not only do you yeah. get the belt, you get the bag that the belt can travel in. Exactly. So I don't know why they don't have a belt. I feel like when you get belts made, they normally give you a bag, right? I would think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, normally I don't get belts do, made very this often. One, this is the this is the brand new title, and it didn't come with a bag at all. So kind of odd. Wait, wait. You showed off the bag. Can you also show off the title? I think oh, yeah. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> like here's the bag, and see you later. 
So I was like, yeah, this is a really nice bag. Fuck the title. And now I'm just kidding. <laughs> when you won the title, you're like, so I get the, the bag? Oh my gosh. This is their brand new Hi, uh, Yeah. That looks great. Haven't even had to polish it yet because it's so new and I've only defended it like, I don't even know, like one time, two times. <laughs> <laughs> and then this happens. You're still the champion. <laughs> well, this is, it's exciting that you can at least you know, go to these tapings that wrestling is still continuing on when everything else in the world is on pause. Yeah. Last month I didn't go to the tapings. We had them, but I was just a little too uh, nervous, but this month I'm just like, I'm dying to get back, man. Like I'm tired of being at home. I'm tired of not traveling. So I'm sure to do it. Will this be your first time wrestling without a crowd? No. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with beyond wrestling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they did like the sleeper cell tapings back in the day where right. they did they did no crowd, but they had the wrestlers like be the crowd. So and also I've done custom wrestling, which isn't the same thing, but still it is wrestling without fans. So yeah, I think it'll be fine. Ethan Page was telling me about customs wrestling, and I'm like, what what exactly what exactly has is he, that? Has like, he oh. done them? No, no, he said that you had oh. done it. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's like her side business you need to ask her about. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't even do that anymore. <laughs> oh, you don't do it anymore? No. I mean, I would if the opportunity presented itself, but I haven't done custom wrestling, it feels like, in like a couple of years at least now. For people that are watching or listening that have no idea what we're talking about, what is customs wrestling? Customs wrestling is where the fan basically controls the entire like experience of wrestling. So... They get to pick who the opponents are. Uh, it can be two people. It can be three. It can be like a battle royal if they really wanted to pay a lot of money. And basically, they pick the time limit of the match, what style the match is, and what the wrestlers wear. So that's what it is. And then you go in the ring and you do exactly that. Yeah. I mean, we try to. Some people are just like a little too aggressive with what they they want us to do in the match because they get to actually script the match to an extent but if they're like, yeah, 10 power bombs in a row, five stars clashes, like obviously we're not going to do that, right? It's it'd be kind of kind of rough. <laughs> I and I mean, I imagine there might be some pretty creepy requests with this stuff. There's yeah, there's a lot of creepy requests. Most girls won't do the creepy stuff, but there's a lot of girls out there that will do the creepy stuff and more power to them because it pays more money, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe you could be like, you know what, sir, I wasn't going to do this, but for an extra X amount of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that happens a lot of the time. Like, and these guys, the, they have very specific pet fetishes, and they will pay a lot of money <laughs> to have these fetishes performed, I guess. Well, I guess it makes it that much more special that they're knowing that these are being performed specifically for them. Yeah, exactly. I know some guys even have the girls, they get on custom gear, like... They have custom titles. Like I remember there was this guy, he he owned uh, a federation. So he got a title and he had it sent to this custom wrestling, wrestling company. And he would script like entire shows out. And like one girl would like have his belt. Wow. Yeah. That is a man with a cut, lot of money. Cut, yeah. You would cut like a promo to him at the end of the, the match. It was, an, it was a whole thing. What? So why don't you do this anymore? Oh, I don't know. I feel like I... I make enough money doing other stuff now, so I don't I don't need to do that. Yeah, it, I mean, 
we don't have to get into the specifics of it, but you're doing very well, obviously, with your merch. You, you know, you just re-signed mm -hmm. with Impact. You've got your hand in a lot of different ways to make money off of the Jordan Grace name. Yeah. And also, I just, I don't have time. I used to actually, like, have a customs company called Ladies of Wrestling. And I used to just, I used to actually go out and, like, book other female independent wrestlers for my my company. And I just, I just have no time for it anymore. And this would, would all these matches take place in a ring? Yeah, they would all take place in a ring. So you'd have to like then get a ring and get a place and get the ring yeah. set up. Yep. Wow. So I have to do all that stuff. So I just, I don't have any desire to do it anymore. And also I love ladies, but they're very like, they're hard to work with sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like they would just, they would be like, oh, I don't want to do the lockup. Like it would be the stupidest stuff. Like the, the customer would have a script and it would be like an, a pretty easy script and they would still complain about it. And then if they didn't do something right or they messed around too much during the match and didn't take it serious, then I would be the one to get complaints from the customer. It was like being a manager and I, I'm not really into that. All right. So you're just like, that's it. I'm just going to wrestle for Impact Wrestling, take indie bookings and that will be my yeah, life. Yeah, that's it. I'll just step, take, take, take a step back from that. Yeah. Uh, Ethan um, made, made a point that I had to ask you about armpit videos and you talked about it in I don't your know high why spot. he wants to talk about that all the time i did i guess I did he, it one maybe time he's interested in that i think he's interested in doing it i don't, <laughs> I, don't know mm. I think he's interested in doing anything that can make him any kind of extra money pretty much but yeah i did i did armpit video like one armpit video one time i talked about it probably three years ago now during his egos amigos yeah. Uh, for high spots, high spots and yeah. now now he's every time i do an interview he's like oh you got to ask her about armpit videos so well you guys are close friends i'm sure he, he's saying this and doing this out of the love that you guys yeah. have for each other <laughs> it's not because he wants like all the dirt sheets to be talking about my armpit videos for sure <laughs> i can see the headlines now <laughs> it's it's because of ethan page that uh you and i are talking right now do, do you remember the first time that we met last year yeah, like in in the hotel room, right? Yes. In the hotel room, it smelled really bad. <laughs> yes, yes, it okay. did. <laughs> yes, I had just done an interview. <laughs> I just done an interview with Ethan Page, who was sharing a room with Michael Allegan and Josh Alexander. <laughs> and I said, yeah. oh, "We got to take a photo for the thumbnail. Who can take the and photo?" And I took the picture. Yeah. And he's like, "Um, hmm. Do you know Jordan Grace? Oh, she'll take a photo for us." And then you came by and took a photo and we're very thankful for that. So thank you. No, no problem. Yeah. I, I have just a very vivid memory of how bad the room smelled. I remembered that before I remembered I took the picture. Well, that's uh, three large men all together, you know, sharing a room. I think that everyone can imagine what that <laughs> might've smelled it was like. Intense. I, I mean, I've, I've roomed with a lot of guys over the years. I've never smelled anything like it, but Hey, <laughs> What do I know, right? What do yeah, I? Yeah, I just I, I sat in that room for an hour doing that interview. So uh, imagine yeah, you how you breathe through your mouth the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so if all those three were sharing a room for these impact tapings, who do you usually share a room with? Um, I think at first it was Kiera. Oh, before we actually started getting our rooms paid for, I would try to stay with Tessa because <laughs> she got her room paid for. But now that we, everybody in the company is taken care of pretty much. I usually am with Kira. Okay. And so it's like usually, you know, just you guys in a room. Yeah. Just me and Kira. Luckily we don't like have to share two to a bed. 
tank and it won't smell like that terrible man room we were just describing. No, but I, I do admit I am extremely messy and unorganized and we do like clash a lot, but she sleeps with the television on. So I think it like evens, right? That's worse than yeah, being that's unorganized. Not okay. <laughs> I think it evens me. out. I don't know. I, if, so, if, if someone was like, oh, is it okay if we sleep with the TV on? I'd be like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've gotten used to it. But yeah, when we first started rooming together, I was like, I don't know if I could do this anymore. What what show plays while you guys are sleeping? Last time we, we were together, I woke up to the cooking channel. So I really think she just turns it on and then plays. And just leaves it on. Whatever channel it is, yeah. I mean, I guess the cooking channel, if you have to fall asleep to something, that's okay, I guess, right? Yeah, it's fine. Well, I don't but know. That's what we're doing in our room. What have you and uh, you and John learned about each other with all the time you're spending together over the last few months? Oh, he's going to hate me for saying this. But the okay, the one thing I learned about, I've, we've been together for six years, yeah. and I never knew this about him before. But I found out, and this is not in any way like perverted, okay? We were just, this isn't even like a thing. But I found out that his his tongue is like, it doesn't come out of his mouth, like at all. Like when we were talking about uh, how long our tongues are one day, and I said, I can stick my tongue all the way out. But when he sticks his tongue out, it doesn't go past his lip. And I was like, why have I never noticed that in my whole entire, like us being together? Wow. Is that like, a, is that like a thing? Like, is that like a... Like I, I did not Google it because I was just like, how did I not know this after all this time? But <laughs> I feel like it, it could be a thing. I'm going to Google it now when we get yeah, on. I'm, I'm very, like I must be like a, like the way it's attached inside or something. There must be yeah, like some sort of a reason. It. Never seen anything like it before. <laughs> well, what has John learned about you then? I don't know. Probably too much. We've been, we, this Nashville trip is going to be very good for our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Spending time apart would be good for your relationship. Yeah, because we're we're used to being on the road like constantly and only seeing each other like a few times a week. So being with someone 24-7 for three months straight, it, it can get a little bit annoying. <laughs> yeah. So how long are you away for? Um, I'm I leave tomorrow night and I come back Saturday evening. So almost five days. So okay. it's a good amount of time. Yeah, that'll be a nice like refresh when you guys get back together. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. Are, are you missing uh, your dark hair? Like, do you, no. do you have a preference? No. Okay. So the only reason I ever dyed it black was because someone told me before that they, they're literally, I don't know why they said this. They said, no one ever remembers the brown haired girl. And that just like stuck with me for so long. I dyed my hair black and like was black for a long time, but this is my natural hair color now. And I think I'm just going to leave it like that for forever. No one ever remembers the brunette. Yeah. And wow. I, I just, that was like stuck in my mind for so long. Was that a wrestler that did that to you? Yeah. It, it was like a, a friend who's a wrestler. And I think that's why I was just like, damn. Okay. And then I dyed my hair black. I mean, there's many brown haired wrestlers that have been very popular. Look, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know either. But wow. I don't know. Did you, were you around? You weren't. Were you like a fan of wrestling or did you know me when I had the side of my head shaved? Yeah. Yeah. That was, those were good days. I only had to do one side of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> you can go back to those days. 
No, I think I'm past that. I'm no? a little those, too old for that now. <laughs> those days are those days are done. Yeah, those days are done. What what days do we have in front of us now, Jordan? I'm I don't know, but I'm staying with this forever now. Hope I've I made a pact to never dye my hair again, so hopefully I can stick to it. Really? Ever ever. Ever like my whole entire life, I want to be I want to be like gray. I want to grow out the gray. Wow, that's great. That's a really bold thing to say. No, I don't. I'm very fortunate to still have hair. Um, although I grew this. Aren't you like, aren't you in your thirties? Yeah, I just turned thirty-seven last week. How do you still have all that hair? Um, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, I just I'm grateful that no one in my family is bald. So yeah, yeah, I still have. You're very lucky. Like you don't even hair. have like the receding hairline or anything. Maybe I don't know. Maybe a little. No. I'm very lucky. I like. <laughs> I, I visited my grandpa when I was home. Uh, I'm from Toronto. I, I was home for Christmas, and he's 96, and he still has hair. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be okay. Must be nice. Must be nice. But I did start growing this beard. This like this is my quarantine beard, and I found a gray hair somewhere over here, and I'm like. Oh. You look like you're lined up. Have you seen the the barber? Yes. Yes. I finally <laughs> got a haircut. Yes. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> it makes you feel like a whole new person. Man, that's cool. Where, do you, where do you live right now? Do you live in Vegas? No, I live in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. I live in Cincinnati. Uh, I'm heading to live in Los Angeles as soon as things open up. So okay. That could be a month. It could be a year. Who knows? No, it's right? gonna be. It's gonna be like years from now. Oh, I know. What? What? <laughs> you know? Have, have you been to the hair salon or the nail salon or anything like that? No. Do you see this? Oh, now I do. I've not. I've not been anywhere. No. My well, normally I have like designs on them, and then my toes are ten times worse. They are completely grown out. I have not been to the hair salon. John is gonna help me do my hair later. Actually, he helps me put what? in my. He put he helps me put in my extensions. Is this going to be a YouTube video? No, he does it all the time. Well, this should be a YouTube video. Why? It's just boring. He's like he's he's so good at it. I mean, it's not like entertaining or anything. He's just awesome. Well, I at think it. that, that's what makes it entertaining. Like, <laughs> okay, maybe right because if Ethan Page tried to do your hair, for example, it would look terrible. Probably. This is Probably. I I think people would be into this. <sighs> maybe oh. Funny story. I actually, he walked into this room earlier and his head is completely shaved and he had a full head of hair this morning. So what? <laughs> he just shaved it off like very randomly. I was like, what did, what just happened? He said he was trying to grow it out so he could do like something with it with a barber. But he said this was today. He just got tired of it. He couldn't deal with it anymore. And that's it. He has no more hair. Yeah. He has no hair right now. Just a well, huge beard. Let's hope that doesn't happen when he does your hair. Oh man, yeah, my head's too oddly shaped to be to be rocking a oh, full. Come on, come <laughs> on! You're thick, Mama Pump. What is that going to do with the, the shape of my head? It means you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've, I've 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 been wondering since Scott Steiner spent you know some time in you know, all I guess all around in wrestling. Have you had a conversation with him, or has he said what a cool nickname that is? I don't, I don't know if he even realizes that I use it. Like I tell people this all the time. Like the first few times I met him, he had no idea who I was. So we just have a strange relationship. Like he, he, I think he only recognizes me now because we did that impact segment together Yeah, where we did like the, the, the trios match. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, 
I don't know if he knows that I use it. <laughs> How could he not? I d look, I don't know. Like we we have very strange interactions <laughs> whenever we talk to each other. That sounds about right, I think. Yeah. <laughs> He's I, a really weird guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's very nice though. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome, but yeah, no, he is. Same time, a legend. He's Scott Steiner. He's Scott Steiner. I just, I, I would, I don't know how Big Papa Pump could not know about your nickname. I mean, I don't. That's the thing. I don't know if he does or not. He's never brought it up. I've never brought it up. So, I mean, you know, there was a whole thing about me being like his kid or whatever, and that was on my Wikipedia page for some reason forever until someone. I had someone remove it, uh, but he didn't know that. And that's why he slapped my ass during that match. <laughs> wow. Which yeah. got this very strange reaction that, you know, there was I, this someone is made me, like, on the outside looking in. Someone made like a YouTube video saying, does Scott Steiner take it too far? Like, <laughs> like we didn't plan it. <laughs> yeah. Know, Obviously you guys had a discussion about this beforehand. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. It's very strange. You know, speaking of YouTube, you know, uh, your match with John Silver has almost 100 million views on YouTube. And isn't it not only, isn't it not the match? Isn't it like a clip of the match? Like a three minute segment? Exactly. It's like the end of the match, basically. Yeah. Isn't, I don't know. People are weird, man. 100 million views. That's insane. Yeah. But I, I don't make any money from it, so... <laughs> Well, you you made you, know, you made some money when you wrestled that match. Yeah, that's true. But you know how much a hundred million views on YouTube is probably making that company. I don't know. I mean, it's beyond. So I'm I'm fine with it. But yeah, that's that's weird. Well, I wonder what the the highest like viewed video is of intergender wrestling ever. Ooh, I don't know. Now I'm curious. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I feel like I feel like you're a big YouTube guy, so you would you I you think, know I, mean, I think you're up there. I don't know. I I that's crazy. I mean, that has 98 million views. It'll it'll reach 100 million by the end of the year. Everybody's in quarantine. They have nothing better to do. It's going to reach 100 million before the end of the month, I think. I'm going to look right now. Do you think that you have the most viewed intergender match of all time? How, how would you find out? I'm going to type in inter, intergender wrestling, okay. which I think would be a good key term, right? If you wanted to yeah. look for that. And then I think we'll search it by most popular. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm very curious now. Do you think it's you? No, I don't think it's me. I think it's something else. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> You're number two. Okay, but what's number one? What's number, number one? Number one is also from Beyond Wrestling. 185 million views for Chris Dickinson versus Addy Star. Oh my God, that's crazy. 185 million views. What? How old is it? What, what year Six is it years old. Okay. Which means so when your video is six years old, you're going to crush that. Okay, great. <laughs> wow. So one day will be the most viewed intergender wrestling match on that's, YouTube. That's unbelievable. Jeez. I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh, you also have uh, the number, what would that be? Six? Yep. Uh, the number seven, sorry. Penelope Ford, Jordan Grace, Maria Manic versus Pullet Club. Oh, my God. That was wow. such a bad match. What? <laughs> That's okay. Only <laughs> 27 million people have seen it. <laughs> That's what, terrible. What is, what is the the fascination online 
with intergender matches? Well, okay. So, so from what I've been told, like a lot of the, I want to say like the Indian countries and those, those kind of places, they can't get pornography. So instead of watching pornography, they watch the intergender wrestling. That's what I've been told. I have no idea if that's, that's true or not, but it would make sense, right? Because there's millions of people that live in those countries. Yeah, I'm going to put intergender all over the title of this video, and hopefully those people will be watching it. I mean, it'll it'll happen. Do it. There's so much clickbait on YouTube. Wow. So, I mean, look, you obviously didn't get into wrestling for it to be used by people doing that. How does that make no, you obviously feel? Not. I don't care, to be honest. Like, I mean, as long as they're not they're not harassing me or saying anything to me about it, then what can you do? Like, I can't control that at all. I feel like, but you know, but you do kind of get harassed in these DMS, which I'm so glad that you post these online. <laughs> I feel like I haven't posted any in a long time. Cause I just, I just look at it and I'm like, this is insane. And just scroll past. I had, I don't know if you saw this recently. I didn't even comment on it, but there's this guy going around asking women wrestlers on Twitter um, if they would hold them, if he, they would chase them down and hold them down while giving him a, a shot. <laughs> like a needle? Yeah, like a needle. What? I've, I've never seen anything like it before in 10 years. Wow. Well, I don't think that one warrants a response, I guess. No, I don't know what to say. When, when no? did this start to get so weird and, and wild? I don't know. I guess it's always been like this, but social media just gives it a bigger platform. Yeah. And it's, it's easier to access people. So I guess we see it more. It's not just in those creepy like forums on Reddit anymore. Right. Well, I mean, for a long time, you had your DMs closed for that very reason, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't get I don't get a lot on Twitter anymore, but Instagram is pretty bad. Is it because you put all those tweets into the books, which amazing, incredible publishing <laughs> those DMs into a book and basically calling those people out? Do you think that that's yeah. had an effect on like kind of lessening how many you get? Mm, I don't think so, because at first when I put them out, I was getting more because people were, were, I guess, wanting to get into the book or trying to get into the book. And then I think it's kind of died down a little bit. So I've been getting a lot less lately. So if, I mean, this is going to be such a difficult question to answer, but if you had to narrow it down to the creepiest, weirdest, strangest DM that you've received, what would it be? The, the weirdest I'm telling you is that shot one. That's, <laughs> that's the weirdest one that I've ever seen. And it was just recently, but you know, people send all kinds of crazy stuff. I can't even, I can't even pinpoint one thing that someone has sent me where I'm just like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life because everything I see is so strange. And you're probably, it's probably difficult to respond to any sort of DM because if you give them an inch, they're going to try to take a mile. Yes. Or you just do what a lot of people do and you just respond and then block the person immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you respond. Like, so you just like, yeah, thank you so much for the kind words. And then you block them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so there's a whole Recently, bunch of people. I know there's a lot of like people that send, uh, you know, unsolicited dick pics and a guy sent me one recently. And something I started to do is if I get one, I'll say, I can't believe you're sending me child pornography. I'm reporting this immediately to the FBI. 
and I'll go to where you can report the child pornography on Google and I'll send a screenshot of me like putting in the link to their profile. That's so good. <laughs> wow. So that normally that normally gets me blocked pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Ryan was telling me that he gets a lot of dick pics too, which I believe it. Like it's so wild to me. Yeah. People think that Joey's hot. Like guys. Well, I mean, Joey's an attractive man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. These people are just crazy online. The anonymity, like people being anonymous online, they can just do whatever they want nowadays, right? Right. So I think that leads to a lot of bad things happening. Well, the internet's interesting. You know, it's it's like a knife. A knife can do surgery on you and a knife can also, you know, kill someone. So it's it's a tool. That's a good and it's how you use it. It's certainly not my analogy. And I probably didn't even word it correctly, but it's true. You know, it's, it's a tool and it's how you use it. So how different do you think that your career would have been had this been 20 years ago and that wasn't a tool that you could use? Um, I don't know. I think it would have been a lot, a lot slower rebuild. And also women's wrestling obviously was a lot different back then. So I don't know. Who knows? Well, you're, you're definitely the right wrestling in bikinis. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You're definitely in the right company for women's wrestling. Like impact wrestling has taken uh, such a great stand on the way that they approach women's wrestling. They're awesome. And they're still hiring some of the best women's wrestlers, even the pandemic. They just didn't, they just sign like Tasha Steeles. They re-signed Sue like in the pandemic. So I think that's pretty impressive. And you just, you just re-signed, right? I didn't re-sign. I officially signed. Oh, you weren't working under a contract. No, yeah, I wasn't working under a contract, so I actually officially signed a contract. Oh well, congratulations! Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, there was there was talk for so long that you were maybe possibly going to go to Ring of Honor. You know, it, I guess it made sense to a lot of people because John was there. What was the final decision that made you go? You know what? I'm going to stay here and impact. I just felt like I would have more opportunities there because I know. You know, there's other places that you can you can get signed and you can get a paycheck, but who knows if you're going to have if you're going to get the exposure and you're going to get the TV time and you're going to get the opportunity. And then Ring of Honor's Women Division is kind of like a completely different story. Right. So, yeah, I think. And also, there's a lot of my friends at Impact that I really like and I didn't want to to give that up, I guess, the camaraderie. We'll get back to the chat with Jordan in just a second, but a big thank you to our sponsor for this episode, betonline.ag. And there's no shortage of action going on in our exclusive partner, BetOnline. NASCAR is back and BetOnline has hundreds of other games, events, and sports that you can get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7, or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge. It's a March Madden style NFL simulation tournament that you can enter for free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling the final dance. Visit BetOnline.ag, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. Bet online. It's your online wagering solution. And you're the current champion right now, current knockouts champion. Has Tessa kind of laid the groundwork that 
maybe you can be the world champion now. Yeah, one day, I think, for sure. Hopefully, I'll have a world title match before I leave, before I turn 30. Against Tessa, do you think? That would be incredible. They already had a... Ty and Tessa already had, like, a world title main event. Yeah. I would love to do, like, a woman versus woman on a pay-per-view. It'd be That'd awesome. be huge. How about a woman-on-woman pay-per-view main event? How about woman-on-woman pay-per-view main event title versus title? Whoa! <laughs> Let's book yeah, it right now. <laughs> Jeez. I think I feel like you put some thought into this. <laughs> or do you think that some fan asked me that and I thought about it and I was like, that would be cool. <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense. Look, you know, it makes sense that Tessa can defend this title against a man or a woman or a man and a woman. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. And there'll be there's just so many options of like different things to do and so much history to be made by making her the champion, right? Like you can have a triple threat match with two girls versus a guy. Like anything is possible. I think this is going to happen. I feel like you're putting it out there into the world. I, th I think it's going to happen too. I'm putting it into the universe that it'll come back to me. <laughs> are you are, are you ready to be a world champion? Uh, well, no one's ever really ready when the time comes, right? So I'm going to have to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I think it makes perfect sense for you to be the world champion. Yeah. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Is there someone in Impact that you haven't worked yet that you're looking forward to working? Well, they just signed Kylie. I, I have wrestled her before, but I think doing it on Impact would be, you know, a bigger platform, obviously. Uh, I haven't ever wrestled Tasha, so that's going to be awesome. Uh, what about some men? Oh, some boys. <laughs> some boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I would like to wrestle Fala. Oh my that God. Be, that would be hilarious. I think that would yeah. be awesome. Wow. No way would I ever be able to pick him up probably, but <laughs> I could do some other cool stuff. I don't know if most people can pick up Fala. That's true. I don't, I think the only person I've ever seen pick him up is like Elgin during their match. What about Cage? Has he wrestled Cage? I don't know. I feel like That'd Cage like could pick up anybody. Yeah, Cage can definitely pick up anybody. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Is it, you know, that old guy that just wrestled, like the 80 year old man who wrestled at, on Impact recently? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like to wrestle That's him. That's the match you so, want to have? He's so awesome. Yes. Dude, it was crazy when he had his match. Like, really, no one knew who he was in the, in the back. And when he had his match, every single person on the roster was watching, like, the screen. And when he came back, everybody was just like going crazy and cheering. It was, it was, it was awesome. Wow. What's it been like with someone like Ken Shamrock coming back to impact? Um, I don't think I was, I don't think I was there the, when he was there. Well, you, I mean, he's been there. I think he was at the, the Vegas tape and then I saw you at, I think. Was he there? Yeah. Well, I feel like those guys have a lot of their, have their private locker room all the time. Uh, so I never true. really, I never really see them. Like even RVD, he has like his area that he goes to. So we don't even really see each other. Right, right, right. But I mean, all these different legends are coming back. I feel like impact it feels, is really it feels weird. It feels like I watched these people when I was growing up. So it's kind of strange. Yeah. Who were the people that you watched growing up? Oh, man. You know, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, like Kurt Angle, RVD, I used to love him. Like, I used to be the, his biggest fan. And now that he's there, it's just, it feels crazy. And the weirdest thing, this is going to be a really random story, but he, I actually 
he offered me to use his shirt one time. And so I wore his shirt like for an entire day one time. I know it's so simple and random, but RVD. I was the entire time. This is RVD with a book. That's still very, very cool. Yeah, it was cool. Do you know what your first memory of wrestling was? Um, my first memory of wrestling, I don't remember how old I was, but you remember Ashley Massaro, obviously, and Trish Stratus. Okay, yeah. well, obviously, my name is Trish, and my little sister, her name is Ashley. And so we would watch Trish and Ashley wrestle each other on TV, and we would uh, try to act out like what they were doing in our match on our living room floor. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's my first like wrestling memory. I, I'm blown away by the fact that you started your career at 14, which I didn't even know was possible to get trained to be a wrestler until you were like 18 at most places. How did how did that even happen? You can do anything in Texas, didn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, true, I mean, yeah. I just, I mean, I started training at the school that my mom's boyfriend was dating at the time. And it just kind of took off from there. He was, she started dating an independent wrestler and I got, I didn't know that it was even like a job, obviously. And I just started training at the school and I dove into it hundred percent. Did, was there any backup plan if wrestling's not a thing? Is there anything that you would have, you know, tried to do? Um, no, I don't think so. I can't think of anything where I was like, oh, I'm going to do this instead. Um, I gr actually graduated high school a year early so that I could move to St. Louis to try to get on the Shimmer shows because at that time, I think it was like a big like feeder system into WWE. Yeah. So that was like my my plan. <laughs> yeah. Did WWE ever give you a look or give you an audition? No, I never got like a tryout or anything. I just did extra work. So hmm. maybe one day, who knows? Well, if you, know, you still got tons and tons of time to make that happen. I don't know, man. These knees are giving out. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> are the knees no, giving honestly, out? Though, what? Are they giving out so much that like when you get out of bed, you're like, ooh, ah. Okay, so you know what? The funniest thing is all these years I've been wrestling, they never hurt. Recently, like in the past three months, I started running outside. Now every morning they hurt. Like wow. every single morning. Wow. So what's what is the workout plan for you? without quarantine just in a normal you know in a normal scenario what would it be like um so i actually have a personal well i had a personal trainer specifically for my leg days so whenever i worked out legs i would always do whatever he wanted me to he was having me just do crazy shit and i would be sore for like four days afterwards but when i did legs i had a personal trainer specifically for that and then other than that i do a lot of like high intensity interval training so i do like 10 minutes of hit before every workout and then I just lift as heavy as possible. And the goal is, you know, to get as strong as possible. Yeah, that's the goal. I I well before this, obviously, I did powerlifting competitions too. So whenever yeah. I had a powerlifting competition, my my routine would dramatically change. I would just be doing just three different lifts pretty much all the time and just some accessory work. So the three lifts are deadlift, squat and bench. So right. that would be, I would just rotate those workouts over and over and over again. So like every single day you would do deads and bench and squats? Every single day. So it would be, it would be, if it was a deadlift day, I do the deadlifts and I do some kind of accessory work. So some, something to strengthen the lower back and the hamstrings squats would be the squat, obviously. And then accessory work to strengthen that. 
And then the bench press would be the same thing. And I would just do that, do the same thing over and over and over again. All right. So now people are going to wonder. And so I'll ask, what's, what are your maxes on those? Um, my max ever for bench and I actually maxed out at a powerlifting competition. Like it was the highest I ever done. I hit a PR at a powerlifting competition and that was, uh, 255. Wow. I feel like that's not that much when I say it, but it was pretty good at the competition. I felt like, um, the most I ever squatted is like 310 and the most I've ever deadlifted is 475. These are big numbers. And I saw, you know, in, in one of your YouTube videos, you said you weren't really strong. You were fake strong. And I'm like, I don't know. There, but dude, there's girls in powerlifting that it's insane how strong they are. So I feel like I'm not strong in comparison to them. Well, you're strong compared to the people that you're wrestling. Sure. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Wait, at what age did you really lean into the powerlifting and, and having that style of a, of a build that you have? I think that's actually just been pretty recently, probably within, I probably like when I was 21, I started really getting into like the powerlifting aspect more so and kind of embracing like my size, I guess. So, I mean, if we looked at photos of you from 10 years ago or eight years ago, how different would you look body-wise compared very, to now very different because i there's photos of me flexing when i was like 16 and i don't know why i was flexing <laughs> <laughs> your arms i was like that this good? is embarrassing what do you yeah. mean <laughs> they're like little noodles <laughs> oh well what are they now they're they're bigger now <laughs> there's a bump yeah. at least <laughs> yeah, there's a bump <laughs> right but it's like it's something you've leaned into though, right? It's something that you've gone, I want to look this way. I I, I yeah, like 100%. that style. Is yeah, it, I like the way it is. What'd you is say? It that, is it that you like to, I mean, you look strong. Is it, is it that? Um, I feel like, I feel like I'm more empowered when I feel strong. Hmm. So that's how I, that's just how I want to present myself. Like, I'm not, I, I feel like I can't really do anything else. I can't do any flips. <laughs> I'm not super fast. So <laughs> here I am. Was there a certain wrestler growing up that you aspired to like have the same type of style as them? Yeah. Male Beth or female? Phoenix. Beth Phoenix was like always my number one, pretty mm -hmm. much like from the very beginning. She was awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think your style would be similar to hers. Yeah, I think so. I think they always portrayed her as like the strongest girl there, right? That's and that's who you are. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Not even just strongest girl. You might just be like, you might be one of the strongest people on the roster. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's true. No. No, I don't think that's true. There okay. are some guys there that can pick up. There are some guys there that can pick up Hornswoggle, and I don't. I can't do it. You you could pick up Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle is the heaviest person I've ever wrestled, ever. <laughs> like, what is insane. doesn't he weigh like hundred pounds? I don't know how much he weighs, but it's just like it's just like trying to pick up a hundred and fifty pound bowling ball. Like, <laughs> is it so compact? Yeah, I think that's what it is. The density is just—it's too much. It's off the charts. <laughs> and you know what's so funny is I was—I wrestled him. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, he's so small. I can do whatever I want. And Ethan, uh, Julian came up to me and he was like, you're not going to be able to pick him up. And I was like, why? 
he was like, he's too heavy. And I was like, whatever. And then in the match, oh my God, I tried to do an airplane spin. I could not, I couldn't drag him. Like I couldn't drag him on the ground. <laughs> he's he awesome. He's so heavy. Is he aware of this? I think he is. He must be. How can you not be? It may, I mean, I imagine that this is a complaint he gets frequently. <laughs> hey, Dylan, we can't lift you up. <laughs> well, I didn't complain about it. I was just like, dude, sorry. I couldn't pick you up. I don't know what else to say. I don't know. But with, you know, with being as strong as you are, looking, you know, as physically intimidating as you are, it is. it leads to a lot of like weird comments that, you know, any photo you post, it leads to these very strange <laughs> comments. <laughs> have you read some yeah and i'm, I'm like through. i'm like first of all like it's some of them are like incredibly inappropriate and then oh, yeah. the other part of it's like who do you think you are like why do you think it's okay to write those types of things i don't know like we, like we said before people just say whatever they want online i guess there's been and, a few pictures where i've turned the comments off entirely because i'm just like this is this is going too far at what point did John start to be okay with this? Oh, he's definitely not okay with it. Like oh. he's, he's so that point hasn't happened yet. No, he, I don't think he'll ever be okay with it. But he's at the point where you're, he's just like, like, what can he even do? Yeah, you're right. It's, I mean, for the most part, these comments are harmless. Yeah, I mean, they're harmless, but they're just disgusting. Yeah. Immoral. <laughs> yeah. Strange. Yeah. yeah. What you guys have been together for six years. Yeah. Where was it that you guys met? We met, we met originally at a, a St. Louis beyond sleeper cell taping. So and we that actually was it? Met at Boom. Love at first sight. No, no, definitely not. I don't even think, I don't even think we spoke like that first taping at all. I had no idea who he was. We didn't, we didn't start like dating until probably like a year later. So what was it that clicked? Um, I, <laughs> I left my car keys at 90 Bay Mitzah show. And, and so I had, I had driven somewhere, met with some people and then driven like somewhere else to uh, come to the IWA show. And I left my keys at the IWA show. And I didn't realize that until I was already on my way, like hours into the drive to go back to my car. Oh. So I was like frantically seeing who, who was left at the show, whatever. And then I found out that he actually had my car keys. And so I was like, please, I'll pay you whatever. Just can you overnight ship them? And he, he overnight shipped them. So I had, I had the actual people take me to my house instead of my car. And he shipped them back overnight and they got there at like 10 the next morning. Uh, and he actually put like a card, <laughs> like a little card in it that he got from like Hallmark or whatever. And I can't, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it's, I think it said something like, I'm sorry, you have no friends. <laughs> Just like something weird because he thought I, he thought because I I was like calling everybody and no one was there to help me get my keys. He was the only person <laughs> to get my keys. So he sent them over with that letter and I was like, he's such a dick. I love him. And that's how that happened. <laughs> wow. Well, here's the lesson to you know any guy that's listening to this right now. Be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't do that. It's bad. <laughs> wow. Be a nice guy. 
Wow. I, I, that's amazing though, that that was what connected you guys. That's actually a really interesting story. Yeah. I still have the letter too. You do? That's so sweet. Yeah. I have to keep it. It's like the first thing that connected us, I guess. Are we, I'm just taking a look behind you here. Are we in your sewing room? <laughs> no, this is my office area. Oh, okay. Like, so I do like photo shoots in here. Oh, you're talking about this thing. This does yeah. have sewing stuff in it, but I haven't sewed in a long time. I do like merch stuff in here and photo shoots and basically whatever. Got all my luggage in here. You haven't been sewing because there's been no matches that have been happening? No, I just I just can afford to pay for gear now. Oh, <laughs> so I don't so make it myself. You don't make your own gear now? No, I don't make it anymore. Oh. I just have all this stuff now. I mean, I could. I just, I don't know. I don't have any desire to. Or is it one of those things where it's like, I could do this myself and it could be like a seven out of 10, or I could pay someone to make it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, that's basically it. I, I mean, the gear that you it's make. Hard I it's hard to sew. Like, it's hard. Yeah. How long would you, know, you stay from start to finish would it take you to make gear? To make like one outfit of mine? It would, it would take like a day, but it's wow. just hard to do. And you have to like focus so much because if you fuck something up, like, you have to either redo it or you have to figure out a way to fix it. And I hated that every single time. Yeah. Wow. A whole day. That's a lot. But I feel like it's, that's a pretty, that's pretty good as opposed to waiting six weeks to get some stuff. Yeah. And then that's all the you're paying for I making it. All you're paying for is material when you're making yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what would, what would the material cost of something like that be? Like 20 bucks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's why I did it. <laughs> I was broke and I didn't want to have to wait anymore. So, so when you got your first gear made after making your gear for however long you did, were you like, why haven't I been doing this the whole time? Not really. I was just like, uh, whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Would there also be like, if you were making your own gear, was there also not a thing where like all your friends were like, Hey, could you also make me some gear? They would ask, and I was just like, it's not possible. I don't even go off measurements. I go off, I put it on my body, and if it's too loose, I tighten it up. <laughs> that, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's how that's how it goes. So what do you, you know, if if things can start to get back to normal in 2020, what are your wrestling plans, wrestling goals for this year? Um, I'm just trying to like work like in general like i don't think they're gonna get back to normal um i don't even know if i'm gonna be we're gonna be wrestling in front of fans at all this year yeah. which is kind of crazy so i guess hopefully i can get comfortable like super comfortable in front of wrestling in front of no crowd because i think the hardest part of wrestling in front of no crowd is not cussing that's like one of the hardest things like at these sleepers at these old beyond sleeper cell tapings we used to do you could cuss, you could say whatever you wanted to, but now that it's on TV, yeah. I'm going to not have to not have to cuss. <laughs> is it, is there also like a certain element where you don't know how the fans are reacting or would react to what's going on? So, you know, you can't call an audible in the ring. Well, you can, but you don't know, you know, how it's going to be reacted to. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're going to find out. Honestly, I don't, I don't really know what to expect. I've never mm. not wrestled in front of a crowd for like a tele like on TV. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. Well, I mean, you 
I imagine been watching the wrestling that's been going on right now. What's your take on how WWE and AEW? It, it feels a little. It feels awkward, right? It just feels a little bit awkward. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what's going on. There's a certain hum when you watch a wrestling show, just a certain like buzz and energy yeah. that you certainly see when you're watching on TV. And I, I know that you feel when you're there. And when you turn it on and it's just like feet running across the ring, it's like, <laughs> oh. It's weird. How many days do you need to go to be the all-time longest reigning knockouts champion? I have no idea. I'll have to Google it. because We should look this it's, up it's, too. Yeah, you should look it up. But it's like a weird thing where it's like, do you count the when you lost it on television, or do you count when you when you lost it like in real life? I think you count when you lost it on television. Okay, because I know yeah. that was like a big a big topic of debate. Oh, really? No, I think it's yeah. it's, it's when it was televised because yeah, because that's the actual date of the airing. Yeah. All right. But let's people see. People who were. Yeah, let's see how long it is. I've never Googled anything during an interview before, ever. So this is amazing that we're doing this. this I can't do anything because I'm on my phone. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, thank you for being on your phone for this. Okay, let's see here. Well, you won it on January 18th. So there's the answer to your other question. Okay. Is that the January date you want it or is that the date of the airing? I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. I feel like that's that might be the date it aired. Because I won it at a television taping in Mexico. Yeah, that'd be the date that it aired, I would think. Okay. The Longest Rain. Do you know who it is? It's Taya, right? Yes, it is. It's Taya. Yeah. 377 days. Oh, yeah. I got a long time to go. I'll so that, that's basically, you have until <laughs> January 30th. Of this next year? Yeah. I feel like I'll lose it. Wow. So uh, maybe, no, this year's a leap year, right? Yes. So January 29th. Okay. You right. can do that, right? I don't know. I mean, maybe if we don't tape for a while. <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe maybe you'll have two two titles. Yeah, maybe. Fingers, that'd be cool. But, you know, know. there's there, there's men in the company who don't like that, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine that there's, you know, there's people in the company that, have issues with it there's people there's fans that have issues with yeah, it there's a ton of people that are that just have an issue with it i think there's people that have issues with intergender wrestling to begin with yeah can't can't get around it these it, are no, matches can't please everyone but these are matches you enjoy having right intergender matches <sighs> i used to love them and then i started getting hurt and i was like this sucks so I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I don't like them anymore, but it's, it's, I think it's gotten to the point where like, I just get hurt in them all the time. Hmm. And it's kind of like, it kind of weighs on me a little bit. Like I got shoot German suplex by that by a guy, like within the past year, which is like, they don't say anything to you. They just do it. So it's not, it's not that I don't enjoy them. It's that I hate getting hurt in a fake sport. Right. I mean, is there any way around this? Could you work in a different way in those matches? With the guys? Yeah. I feel like, no, I feel like you can't work in a different way. I feel like you just have to kind of accept it, right? So you're basically Even Tessa, saying- Tessa's getting her, like, Tessa's fucked up, right? <laughs> she, she's working all these guys and they're, they're what, three, three times bigger than her probably. And I feel like 
every single time she comes back, she's just like, damn, like holding her back. Like yeah. there's always something wrong with her. <laughs> so you're saying like intergender matches are cool, were cool, but I'd rather not do them if I had the option. Um, I feel like guys, you know, it's not, it's not that I would rather do women's matches. It's that I feel like guys should like tone it down a little bit sometimes. Like you don't, you don't. And I feel like they even hit people. Like they, I feel like they hit the woman harder sometimes for hmm. some reason, because they feel like, Oh, I want to treat this person the same, but they overcompensate and they hit harder hmm. Hmm. because I know that like, I'm just going to take this experience again, like getting shoot German suplexed. A guy would not have done that to another guy because he knows like some kind of retaliation would happen. Right. And you, yeah. you can't give him some sort of receipt for that. I mean, I can, but I might just get punched in the face, you know, who knows? Well, let's hope not. Or, <laughs> or just shoot German suplex again. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. No, it's no one's fault. No, but no. I love it gender wrestling i'm a, I'm 100 for it but i just hate getting hurt that's the only thing i think that's a i think it's a pretty fair assessment of it yeah i hate getting hurt in wrestling in general i know it's unavoidable but ugh, it sucks what's been your worst injury you know i've been extremely fortunate so probably just a twisted ankle no that's yep that's it that's my worst injury this is the lamest injury story ever and i'm so happy for but I'm, I'm so yeah, happy. I've been so lucky. I don't know what it is. But now that I've said that, I've jinxed myself. So I'm oh, going to get no, fucked up this right. taping. <laughs> what about... So uh, when, when I get hurt, you're going to be the first person I text. Like, guess what? No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you jinxed it. What about concussions? That hasn't been a thing? Oh, yeah. But that's... I feel like everybody... I feel like that those happen like once a show pretty much. Everybody always gets concussions. Yeah, I've had a lot of concussions. Yeah, that's uh, that's nothing to joke about, though. Yeah, I'm definitely not joking about it, but I do feel like that's that's really it happens all the time. But between that and twisted ankles or a twisted ankle, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the only that's the only thing that's ever happened to me. That's been like really bad, just bumps and bruises, but nothing that's put me out. The only thing that's ever put me out is that ankle, and I was out for six weeks because it was, you know, a twisted ankle. Do you, do you look ahead to like, you know, what your career might be after wrestling, you know, 15 years from now, 30 years from now, whatever, whenever it happens to be. I always wanted to be in wrestling. Like I want to be a wrestling trainer or an yeah. agent or just someone backstage. Like, I feel like when you've been in wrestling for so long, it's almost a waste to not continue to be in wrestling. That's why I think, like, you know, they hide, they continue to hire like the legends who've been around wrestling for what 30 40 50 years sometimes yeah well you i mean i've been backstage in impact you've got some brilliant wrestling minds backstage yeah so that's my goal is to just stay in wrestling and maybe not be actually wrestling but to age in or coach or do something yeah i feel like we've covered a lot in this hour this has been great yeah <laughs> a lot of wrestling stuff a lot of different things is there anything that we missed out on that we should have talked about <sighs> I feel like everybody asked me about my Patreon and we didn't say that one time, which is well, crazy. Would you like to plug it? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, you, do you have a Patreon for, the, for this? No, this I don't. YouTube. No, I'm just, I put it all out there for free. Yeah. Oh, dang. Wow. You've been making money off this. 
Well, maybe you should teach me your ways. No, Patreon is just like for fans who want to see additional content, essentially. Like, like I'll probably be Snapchatting backstage, everybody wearing their masks at Impact. Right, right. So they, they could pay like $5 a month to see that kind of stuff if they wanted to. But, and I do a lot of stuff like that, like live Q&As on Instagram. I have a personal Instagram that I use for my Patreon. So I do a lot of stuff like that. I feel like this wasn't as juicy as I was expecting the Patreon talk to be. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> nobody asks me about my Patreon. So. <laughs> I'm like, okay. No, I don't have anything too crazy on there. <laughs> Not yet, at least. No, hopefully never. Well, I don't think it's the same as as OnlyFans. I think OnlyFans is is something else. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think so. <laughs> um, I'm so glad we were able to make this happen because we've been talking about doing it for a while. We almost did it yeah. in Vegas, and it didn't happen. So I know I don't even know what happened. I think I was like, "Yeah, I'll get, I'll, I'll do it," and then I never did it. <laughs> yeah, you and you just didn't seem like you really wanted to do it. And I'm like, I, "That's totally okay." I don't know. I don't know what it was. <laughs> And Ethan's like, you but should do this interview. I really enjoyed it. And he's my friend. Yeah. Ethan, Ethan definitely uh, persuaded me to do it. Well, <laughs> I don't you. do a lot of interviews because I'm really nervous about uh, saying the wrong thing or, you know, people taking words out of context. So that's like a big that, thing. With me. Do you think that, that happens here? all the time? Oh, no, I don't think it happened here. I don't think I overshared too much. John yeah. might get mad about me talking about uh, his tongue. So that's probably the extent of that. His tongue and his uh, newly shaved head. Yeah. <laughs> no, this was fun. I, always, I always tell him, I always tell him, I can't not talk about you. Like you're yeah. like the biggest part of my life. When's, when's the wedding going to happen? Well, it was supposed to happen in March. Yeah. So it got uh, postponed, but I would, actually just before this, we were filling out wedding invitations. Oh, you should have oh, saved this for the Patreon. Can't be given it up for free <laughs> like this. But yeah, so we rescheduled it for uh, September 27th. Hopefully, hopefully nothing crazy happens. And where are you guys getting married? We're getting ready, married on my, my mom's a wedding planner. So oh, wow. she owns, she actually owns a venue and that's, it's like close to Austin. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, well, so it's going to be, it's like an outside wedding. It's going to be nice. It's a 420 friendly wedding. Oh, wow. Well, it'll be, is Rob Van Dam going? I wish. I would like to send him an invite, but I feel like that would be weird. Well, I think if you say, hey, Rob, it's a 420 friendly wedding, I think maybe he'd be there. Yeah, maybe. But I invited D'Lo and Scott. That's awesome. So, Well, if D'Lo's flying in from Vegas, RVD can fly in from Vegas. Yeah, that's true. They could be on the same flight. There you go. We're making this thing happen. You should definitely invite <laughs> him. Well, congrats to you guys. Thank you. And my fingers are crossed that in September you can actually make this thing work. If we have to reschedule again, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we just shouldn't do it at all. <laughs> no, you'll do it. I think <laughs> no, I'm just worst, I'm just worst case, people will just be sitting six feet away from each other. Yeah. Worst but case. I think this is going to happen. Well, again, thank you for making this happen. Yeah, of course. Anytime. I appreciate you and, uh, and best of luck on you becoming the longest reigning knockouts champion ever. Yeah, be safe and have fun with your move. I'm sure that's going to be exciting. Hopefully it can happen soon. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, there we go. Jordan Grace. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you enjoyed this one as much as I did. Take a screenshot. Tag me. Tag Jordan. 
Let us know what stands out for you the most from this interview. And you might have seen it on my social media at Chris Van Vliet this week. I launched a brand new YouTube channel, CVV Clips. This is going to be the place where the most interesting clips from these conversations will live. So we got the full-on, full-length interviews here on the podcast and on my main YouTube channel. And then the clips, you know, three, four, five-minute clips of some of the most interesting things. Super shareable stuff if you want to, you know, tell your friends, oh, here's what Jordan Grace thinks about intergender wrestling. Instead of going, here's what she thinks about it, go to the 57-minute mark of this interview. You can just go, here, check out this five-minute clip here. So if you could give me a subscribe on CVV Clips, that'd be great. And look, all the other big podcasts out there are doing it. And as Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. So if all the other big podcasts are doing it, I think there's a reason for that. And so I figure my little podcast can do that too. Uh, Les Brown said, too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. And it's great to see someone like Jordan Grace living her dream, your current knockouts champion. Guys, hope you have a great week. Next week, our interview is an in-person interview. Yeah, for the first time in 10 weeks, I think 10 weeks, an in-person interview. Ooh, who could it be? Who could it be? Well, I guess if you followed me on Instagram, you already know. But if you don't, who could it be? Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, And I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.